Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans, presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. Now here's your host with the latest on the burgundy and blue, Mike Evans. Hey everybody, welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike Evans. We got a lot to get to right off the heels of the, or on the heels of the Avs loss in Boston last night is when we're, we're talking here. And so we got two games against Boston in the last 10 days. Great barometer, right? Great measuring stick to see where the Avalanche stand up right now as they go through this gauntlet of tough opponents that Jared Bednar talked about um, at the beginning of it as a really good test for this hockey team to see where they're all at. And I think we've learned a lot about this, this hockey team throughout this stretch of hockey with still one more game left to go on this road trip as we're talking. I think the big thing is, is that, and we talked about this before on this podcast, the idea that, sure, the Avalanche record, as it compares to the rest of the league, it looks great. They're racking up wins. They're racking up points. They're in a great position in their division, great position in the Western Conference. But we here in Avalanche, you know, Avalanche Nation, Avalanche Country, we we look at things at a, at a much through a much different lens. You know, it's all about being there in, in June and winning a Stanley Cup. So as I look at this team, as they've had a chance to play all season long, but especially over the course of this road trip, I think four issues surround this hockey team that are of concern when it comes to winning a Stanley Cup. First, first is the idea of secondary scoring and role players and complementary players, starting most importantly with that second-line center. It's something that I've talked about on this podcast for the last year. Uh, of late, of late, the supporting cast has been better, and you have to figure that it will continue to improve with the uh, return of Artori Lekkanen when that happens, and also Val Nechuskin. But I think it still remains a, a question Second line center, and just what do you get through those second, third, and fourth lines? One thing that's been very apparent on this road trip, and Jared Bednar talked about it after the uh, Montreal game, when he said, you know, it's probably my fault. It's probably my fault, bad coaching, that I ran our top guys uh, and, and, and played them as much as I did in trying to get the win over Montreal. And then turn around the next night, back-to-back against Ottawa. You know, maybe our top guys didn't have as much left in the tank. That's on me. That's a coaching decision. Maybe a coaching mistake. Is it a coaching mistake? Or is it almost kind of a, not a cry for help from Bednar, but just kind of maybe a reminder to the front office that, hey, I could use, we could use some more help. I'm being forced to play my top guys, the top line guys, heavy, heavy minutes at the expense of some other guys on the second, third, and fourth lines who aren't getting as much minutes, and uh, we can't have such a an imbalance like that. We have to try to find a way to even off our lines a little bit. So I think that's one thing that st- is still a big issue for this hockey team. That is um, beyond the top guys, beyond the top line, what kind of depth, what kind of support, what kind of secondary scoring do they have that's still an issue. Uh, the second issue, I mentioned Val Nechuskin. Um, it's great that the Avalanche ha- or the Avalanche and the NHL and the players have a program to turn to like this player assistance program. I think it's awesome, and I think it's a great thing, and I'm glad that Val Nechuskin has it. 
uh, to be able to use it to get the help that he needs. I think it's terrific, and I wish nothing but the best for Val to be able to get better. The problem is, is that for this hockey team, Val Nachuskin has shown that he's not really reliable. We're looking back at the playoff series against Seattle, uh, and now here we are halfway through the next hockey season, and this is two incidents, two times with Val, where he's had to leave the hockey team. And so you're looking at a situation now where, all right, Val's got some things to deal with, and that's okay, and he should take care of them. But for the hockey team and for you as an Avalanche fan, you got to be looking at Val the hockey player, Val the contributor to the Avalanche, and wonder, is he going to be there? Can I trust him to be there? And as a hockey team, how do you move forward when it comes to Val? Do you assume that he's going to be okay and will be there for the entire playoff run? Or do you have to come up with contingencies? Do you have to be able to have a, a backup, a fallback plan, just in case? So that's an issue. Uh, the third issue with this team is goaltending. And we've seen it during the course of this road trip. Jared Bednar talking about how we need better backup goaltending. Very blunt about that. We need more reliable backup goaltending. Uh, so whether it is um, Prozvatov or whether it's Eustace Annanen who got to start the other night, they have to find somebody out of these two or they need to go out and find somebody in the trade market that can come in and give them steady, uh, reliable, think Pavel Francos from the Stanley Cup year, that kind of backup goaltending. Because as Bednar said, we have to watch the workload for Alexander Georgiev. We have to be careful not to burn this guy out. And so it goes back to what I was talking about with when Bednar was talking about his top guys, the top line. So whether it's the top line, the skaters, the forwards, or it's your starting goaltender, there's already halfway through the season, at least in the, in the words of the coach, I'm not – Speaking for myself, this is what the coach is saying, is that we have to find a way to ease that load, that workload. So that is a big issue moving forward. What do the Avalanche do at goaltending? Finally, the fourth issue I think that still surrounds this hockey team are these slow starts. Now, how do you choose to look at it, I guess, right? The optimists would look at it and say, wow, this Avalanche team, no deficit is too big. This team fights, they claw, they come back. They're the comeback cardiac kids. They're the best third-period hockey team uh, in the NHL. They lead the NHL in multi-goal comebacks. That's terrific, right? But what's the flip side? Why are you getting off to these slow starts? Why are you digging yourself this hole that you have to try to increasingly come back uh, from behind to try to win? And at some point, does that catch up to you? We saw in the Boston game, uh, the Avalanche came out. They weren't ready to go, kind of flat, didn't have their legs. The Bruins were amped up, ready to go. And they grab a quick 2-0 lead, then a 3-1 lead, and the Avalanche are just skating uphill the entire night. So how to look at it? Are you the optimist? 
that looks at their ability to come back, or you're the pessimist that looks at they can't keep falling behind. It will probably shock nobody out there watching right now that I do tend to look at the pessimistic view of it. Why? And I'm, I'm giving you a specific example because I go back to that Seattle series last year in which in all those games, the Avalanche gave up the first goal. Constantly, they gave up the first goal. They were always having to come from behind. And in the playoffs, or as Bednar talked about after the Bruins game against a really quality opponent, that is just not a recipe that you want to keep having to go back to. You don't want to have to continue to have to come from behind. And so this hockey team needs to find a way And I'm not even talking about putting together 60 minutes. I understand putting together a full, complete, start-to-finish, 60-minute effort is difficult. But, boy, they would make life so much easier for themselves if they could get off to some better starts, grab that early lead, grab that early two-goal lead, put the other team in the position where they're the ones fighting uphill. And so that allows you, in the course of a game, to maybe have a... 10-minute stretch, or maybe you're not playing your best hockey. You kind of fall out of rhythm a little bit. But at that point, you've already built the lead, right? So you're not putting yourself in too precarious a position. Or at least if the other team closes the gap a little bit, you come out of that little 10-minute slumber, you go back, you finish off a, 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 a almost complete hockey game. But for the Avalanche, it's like they're playing 40 or 50 minutes of good hockey, but it's those starts that are really putting them behind the eight ball. So they've got to find a way, and I I wish I had the answer. Believe me, if I had the answer, if you had the answer, quickly uh, pass it along to the Avalanche so they could get it along to Jared Bednar because he would love the answer as to how how to get this team off to a a, a quicker start. But it's an issue that I don't think you can blow off here during the regular season, these slow starts, because we saw what we saw in the playoffs a year ago. And so it's starting to become a bit of a, a bit of a trend, a bit of a concerning trend. So these four issues that still surround this hockey team, again, are we kind of nitpicking? Sure. During the course of the regular season, is this going to be any four of these separately or all together? Is it going to be that huge of a deal? No. The Avalanche are going to win games. They're going to rack up points. They're going to be in a terrific position going into the playoffs. But this is all about how what we're watching right now translates to the idea of going deep into the playoffs and waiting in the Stanley Cup. And again, so four issues. It's uh, it's the depth and the the supporting cast. It's the goaltending. It's the slow starts. And it is the availability um, of, of Val Dechuskin. So still some issues surrounding this hockey team. Um, they're not going to kill this hockey team, these issues, but they are issues that do need to be addressed. Uh, paid attention to, and as fans, continue to kind of watch and and see how they handle it. Did I leave anything out as far as issues surrounding this hockey team? Always would love to get your feedback on this podcast. You can uh, reach out to me uh, on Twitter at MikeEvans1043. Of course, during the course of the uh, weekly show with Schlereth, you can hit us up on the uh, text line, 303-713-1043. Just drop me a note saying, hey, Mike, I was watching the podcast. Uh, I think you were awesome. And agree with you here, or I think you're full of crap there. So uh, either way, however you want to do it, that's uh, that's terrific. Enjoy your hockey weekend. We'll be back again with two more of these Mile High Hockey podcasts next week. Thank you so much for watching.